Hello, welcome to Don't Tell Tale podcast where I invited guests to talk about themselves, to motivate others and give knowledge to the listener. This is Lin, your host and producer of today's podcast. I hope you enjoy, like and subscribe. Okay, a little bit about Mei Ping. Mei Ping is a professional career coach and former corporate leader has led multi-million dollar projects with teams from over 43 countries as the Senior Director and Head of Governance at Standard Chartered. She's a chartered accountant and was a top performer at EY, Visa and Standard Chartered. Now, Mei is known for helping thousands of 9-to-5 working professionals to grow their careers with the Corporate Survivor 3-step framework. She covers all things related to a corporate career from how to start a new job, improve work performance, negotiating your salary, and attract new career opportunities. Mei will be sharing a 30 minutes intense career tips for those in the creative industries. Regardless if you are in the creative industries or not, listen to what Mei has shared in today's session. Hi Mei it's really nice to have you in this Don't Tell Tale podcast. Do you know, Meping, uh, the first time I got to know you is when you had live session in Malaysian Pay Gap Instagram. I really like your work, your enthusiasm and advocacy towards bringing awareness to people in the corporate world. Mm, yeah, hi, hi. Thanks for that. Okay. Previously, you are in the banking industry, then turned professional career coach. Have you ever like, coached someone in the creative industry? Usually, what are the common challenges for those in the creative industry? Okay, so um, I actually graduated in Malaysia as an accountant, um, ACC accountant. I think a lot of people actually don't know this. Then I started in consulting, auditing and consulting industry. Then I moved to payments and fintech. Then I ended up in banking. So although it sounds like uh, my entire career journey is uh, very corporate and you know what you you know predominantly identify as corporate, but I think throughout the scope of my work, I've also dealt with a lot of creative people from the creative industries, you know, for like marketing campaigns and like training programs and stuff like that. So I think that um, people in the creative industry, they wear this like badge of honor of being known as a creative. And I think it's a good thing, um, you know, because I think the work that you do in terms of like the creativity portion is probably something that a lot of professions don't have. And I think that's actually a, a good thing. But where I see that, it can turn into a problem is having that creative batch, right? Um, explain all the other skills gap along the way. So I've actually worked with uh, a lot of people in the creative industry. And I find that sometimes, right, when problems occur, they will say that, oh, because I'm a creative lie, it's like that one. You know, oh, it, it's only hap- it's happening because, you know, in the creative industry, you know, everyone's like that or like is normal. So I think like normal normalizing, um, normalizing um i think soft skills deficiencies or like you know relationship management like productivity skills and communication skills into something that into the creative label i think that's that potentially the issue that i'm seeing and i'm seeing it actually more common nowadays nowadays you know with social media coming up obviously people in the creative industry are coming up to the more forefront right in terms of like the work that um, you guys do so i think that um now, how I like to think about it is like, if you think about it right now, as a career coach, I'm somewhat in a creative industry, sort of like, you know, I'm kind of like doing my own thing. So if I were to compare it against corporate, I think um, I think one thing you need to remember is that there's always two parts to it. There's the creative part and then there's the business side. So in other words, there's the creative part and then there's the corporate part. 
So if you want to do well in your job, maybe you're in the creative industry, you're in a full-time job, or you're like, you know, kind of doing your own thing, side hustle and so forth. The creative part is where you add value from a very skills and creativity part. But if you're unable to communicate your vision and you tell your boss or your your client that is like that, eventually it does like kind of create a ceiling as to how far you can go. So I think in terms of like, if I could put it down to like maybe three keywords that I think creative um, people, people in the creative industry can really improve on is, I think first thing is structure. It cannot be ad hoc because it can actually be quite frustrating working with um, someone that actually cannot tell you what's going to happen next. So if you think about yourself, right, you think about a lot of the creative people and your colleagues and the people that you know, how many times you'll try to ask like, hey, what's going to happen next? And they will tell you that, I'll tell you later lah. But how later, later means what? You know, later means when. So actually that creates like um, uncertainty. Maybe for that creative itself is uncertain, but for the client, it's very uncertain too, right? For the team, it's very uncertain. So I think a certain level of like structure will help um, create a little bit of clarity. So for example, like what's the main goal of your work, right? Then what else like at least some of the key steps, right? I'm not saying like, you know, you need to go into like the corporate nitty gritty is very painful, but I think some key steps would be quite helpful to give an idea of like what you are actually working towards plus your team or your client can understand. So that, I think that's the first one. The second one, I think, is communication. So I find that a lot of um, a lot of creative as well. I mean, this actually happens in corporate also. But I think in the creative industry, it's actually quite prevalent is um, having a vision but unable to communicate the vision. It's like I see something in my head, but you know, you wait. Lah. You wait till I show it to you three weeks later, then we talk about it later. So again, right, all this you notice that you actually create confusion in the person that you're actually talking to, whether it's, you know, your boss or your teammate or a client. So I think communication, um, I think articulating, like pulling out what's in your head and explaining to people conceptually, again, kind of comes back to structure, right? It's like, what's the goal that you're trying to achieve? And some of like the key elements of like what's in your idea. So I think communication is one of those things that um, I think I would say probably structured communication, like a, a bit more like a business communication will help the other person to understand because you can see your vision very clearly, right? You know, but like the people around you are like have no idea what you're talking about. So it can create some confusion and confusion is usually the starting point of like um, anxiety you know, stress, overwhelm, frustration. So you just want to make sure that like you catch yourself at the top of the, like top of the, the mountain, right? Before you kind of like go down into the hole. Um, then I think the third one probably is organization skills. And I think that kind of goes back to the first point around structure as well. So organization skills in a sense of um, what's going to happen next, I think. And also I think a consolidation of things. Because I think, some people, some people have told me that, um, you know, creative and organization don't go hand in hand. And I say, I disagree. I think they can go both hand in hand, but you just need to know like, you know, which, um, which skill comes first and like sort of like the sequence of it. So when I mean um, organization, meaning that if let's say you're going to run, you're going to work on a client project, right? You're going to do, you're going to deliver like a, a campaign or something like that. If you don't have a plan from the start and you're unable to communicate that and you're unable to follow up step by step, then I think that will create a lot of frustration. And I think this is really the reason why um, a lot of people in the creative industry tells me that uh, they are working 
very, very long hours. It's because everybody is not prioritizing organization skills. So you get like WhatsApp messages at like 10 o'clock and you get all these other things. So I'd say that these are the top three. In fact, um, in the past when I did an internship, I actually did it in an events management company. So everything I say, literally from more than 10 years ago, I personally experienced it myself. And um, nowadays, um, I do have um, clients and students in my program, the Corporate Survivor, also from the creative industry. So some of them are designers and some of them are actually like doing social media campaigns and so forth. So the chaos that they tend to complain about, I say that I could actually break it down to the, the three words I talked about, right? Structure, communication, and then organization skills. So um, yeah, it sounds like, I guess it sounds like a long-winded answer, but they're all interrelated. That's kind of like how I see it. So a bit of a, a bit of the corporate structure that, you know, creative industry dislike a lot, but I think structure is how uh, make, you know, things become very efficient and very effective. And you're also probably uh, not going to spend so much time ding dong ding dong with the client um, because of like confusion or like poor communication so actually it does make things uh, move faster although initially it can feel a bit painful trying to instill structure when you're so used to the chaos so uh, I actually have uh, one client so usually so currently in my program the corporate survivor all all new like joiners they get like a one-time um, free career strategy call with me so I was talking to uh, one of the clients the other day she was in the so she's doing social media right now and she told me that um Creative equal, equals chaos. And I told her, no, that's wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I think it's just like something to like think about. That, that's what I'm saying. That back, back to what I said at the beginning is that you cannot label uh, creative. The word, the fact that I'm in the creative industry, it trumps everything else. I'm like, everything else don't need to say already. Me think, me think. Is it like uh, when I communicate with you to, to do this podcast, you will feel like, ah, I have confusion with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, so, uh, yeah. Maybe we talk about like a real example, right? So, I think mm. when you when you first reach out to me, um, the intention of you know for us to to um you know have this uh, podcast recording together, and then for us to um you know schedule the session together. I think the goal is very clear. I, I think it's a great effort for you to want to bring more awareness and like more Thank knowledge you. and insights to the creative mm -hmm. industry. And I think that's actually lacking, and that's the reason why you know um I'm talking to you today. Uh, however, like I said, right, the intention and then the execution is like you know different different. different. Um, situation so so I think what will be quite helpful is um, maybe like a full sequence of like what you want and this is something I kind of actually go through in more detail in my program but for example you start with like what do you want okay we want to have a um, I want to organize a meeting for us to do this and then why do you want to do it okay I want to bring more awareness to the industry right okay so what yes. and why is um, something that you know we need to tackle first otherwise right someone will be like why the heck would I want to listen to you if you send me a list of like, maybe you can give me these 10 things. I'm like, 10 things, things to do what, right? Yes. So then after that, you can get into like the details. Okay, you know, if you agree, um, you, know, the, you know, these are the dates that, you know, we can do it and like how we'll do it. Like maybe you can do it on Zoom. So it's like the, the where and the how, the where and like the when, that's like later. Then mm. after that's buttoned down and then you can do the how. Okay, you yes. know, we need this, this and that, this and that, da, da, da. So actually, this is not a problem very specific to creative industry, uh, but it's very prevalent, but it's not specific to the creative industry. Yeah, uh, we are more like uh, very, very, very comfortable ad with hoc. the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's very ad hoc, but you'll notice that um, if you operate it the other way around, so actually a lot of people do the opposite. They do the how. Maybe this, that, this, that, this, that. I'm like, actually, what do you want? It gets very confusing after a while. So if you notice that you go backwards, right? Meaning you start with the how. You start with all these little steps here and there. You always have find something to ask for. 
yeah. it's never ending. You tomorrow you think about it, you'll be like, hey, actually I did maybe I didn't ask for this. Oh yeah, maybe I next day, oh, I need to go back to a client on this. Then you start texting people at like 10, 11 o'clock. So actually it's like the structure is the one, is like the lack of structure that's actually creating this. And also the the sequence of doing something is actually the wrong direction, if that makes sense. So for example, people in the creative industry, uh, I'm also from the creative industry, but uh, mm. let's get an example for like graphic designer. In your mm. point of view, aside from structure, organization, and the skills that you have talked about, what do they need to become a good graphic designer? What will make them stand out mm. aside from these soft, soft skills? Okay, so I think there are two parts, right? There's always um hard skills and then there are the soft skills. So maybe we talk about um the hard skills first. So I think in terms of hard skills, obviously your technical ability of like creating good designs is important. And I think um, you know, being aware of like where the market is heading to, you know, being on the pulse of the industry is really helpful. So um the really good designers I know, you know, when I have conversation with them, they're always able to tell me, you know, actually what's like, what's on trend right now, you know, what are client, what do clients like and like what do, you know, how do marketing campaigns go? So it, it tells me that this person is actually quite knowledgeable because I think, you know, for graphic designers, right, like thousands and thousands of graphic designers out there. So how you can stand, stand out is also to show someone that you actually have a lot of knowledge on what you're doing. So it's like you're not... Because, I mean, like I said, technical ability is something that everyone has. But the applying the right graphic design concept at the right time, I think that's really like the magic. Because um, I think a lot of service providers' um, issue is they will come and tell you, I can do any design you want. But I'm like, are you trying to listen to actually what I want? So... That's why um, the soft skills part actually comes into it. And obviously, the more um, knowledge that you have on like, you know, what's going on in the industry, you know, how the trends are going, that will give you a better um, two-way communication with your um, client, whether you're in you know, a full-time job or hustle. I think that will have like a more proactive conversation. Because if you solely base on the fact that like, hey, you know, I can um, do any design you want, then like, I'm sure every, every other graphic designer is going to say the same thing, right? So... So it, I think there needs to be an extra layer of like trying to understand um what the actual requirements are and that kind of kind of falls into the intention as well. Then yeah, so of course you know the other thing around like hard skills is that you can always choose like which area of design that you want to focus on and so forth. But I always believe that like all that can be sorted as long as you are able to communicate very clearly that you understand the client's vision. So remember what we talked about earlier, which I said the second point is that uh, the inability to communicate vision, whether it's your vision or the client's vision, I think that one needs to align. Because there are actually a lot of like very good designers out there that cannot explain to someone else that they they get the vision and they say, oh, if you, if you work with me or if you hire me, then I will show it to you. But then that's like a lot of risks for the other person, right? If I'm an employer and yeah. you tell me that, oh yeah, you know, I got nothing to show you, lah, but you know, if you hire me, uh, you know, after three months later, I'll show you something. Like, do you think an employer would do that? Probably oh. not. <laughs> Even if Very a client say, you hire me first, lah, right? Uh. And then you may, you know, get caught in another situation of the client asking you to do free work. You'll be like, oh, why not? You Then the client might say, hey, you know, Lynn, why not you just do it for free? Lah? And then you might end up wasting time, right? So like I said, it's a, it's a 
catch-22 situation. It's like a cycle that's sort of like created from the fact of like maybe uh, a bit like poorer communication up front. So I think it's always helpful to understand. I think from a, like, it's like knowing your hard skills, right? It's like the tool, but what, like, what, what does the client want? Like you, you may have a lot of like different, you know, skill set, maybe like a graphic designer, a lot of times like, um, they would maybe learn a little bit about um, you know, so, social media marketing, or maybe they know a bit about like videography, bits and pieces, right? It's just all part of like the creative um toolbox. But if you're unable to understand like what the client's looking for, then yeah, and then also what kind of progress update that they want, you know, how do you want to make make sure that they are taking their feedback and you don't um you don't insist on your creative viewpoint versus what the client wants and how you kind of align that, that will actually create a much better experience for the client. And I think the beauty of the creative industry is that if you do a good job, right, it's like, the good thing is that it's very visual. You know? It's not like corporate. You can tell people, hey, I'm very good at Excel. They'll be like, okay, like, looks like what, no? I'm very good at doing, you know, this and that. But in the creative industry, it's very different. You can actually see it. So if you say, graphic is nice, I show it to you. I've got portfolio. So that actually sells itself. But usually the, the, the problem comes with inability to explain. This is actually something very similar to um, the IT industry as well. People who can do data scientists uh, do very good reports, right? But cannot explain what the report is supposed to, to show. So that's the, the line between like how does the technical trans translate to the other portion using the soft skills to actually build the relationship and actually explain the vision so that the other side actually does understand what's going on. So you will create, if you do it this way, right, you'll create a very positive experience and people will want to work with you. They'll be like, hey, actually, right, there's so many designers out there, but you should work with Lin because Lin, Lin is very easy to talk to. So that, that's really the reputation that you want. So for, for me, right, I, I will rather hire someone that I can talk to versus someone who say they can, they can do everything, but I find it like so tiring to talk to that, or cannot understand what I'm saying. So that means that I'm going to spend a lot of time talking to someone who cannot understand what I'm trying to do, even though they are they have a lot of good um, graphic design skills versus someone is like, okay, maybe they specialize in a few graphic design styles, but this person actually understands uh, what I'm trying to achieve and is able to communicate to me very clearly the vision and concept, then we can kind of proceed together. So I think it's like the experience as well at the end of the day that will make you stand out. Then people will refer you to some, someone else and that's really like how you grow your brand also. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you coach a lot of uh, graphic designer? I mean, um, uh, from I have, creative industries. Um, I have a few um, students and clients from the creative industry, but like I said, right, structurally for me, actually it's the same. So I don't really split it out by whether you know, your corporate, your creative industry or your IT and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, like conceptually, it's the same. So actually what I teach to my, uh, initially was private clients, but now I've sort of transitioned to core students is the three-step framework. So the first step is get clear on the corporate world. So maybe not corporate world for you, but structurally, what is the structure? How is like, how, what's the company structure? Um, how do you fit in? what's your roles and responsibilities and the culture and the people. But the next step is very important. The next step is um, how do you get confident by upskilling yourself? So that's the relationship building, the communication, the critical thinking, productivity. So this will actually help you organize your uh, thoughts and your work in a very clear way and able to explain that. Then the last part is getting visible personal branding. So that's networking and online branding. So to me, right, this is something that can apply across any industry. So like I said, um, if you were to always label yourself like the creative, creative only can do this, do that, then, then you're actually 
always working on your strength, but the weaknesses maybe are going to hold you, hold you back. Yeah. So I think sometimes for the creative industries, like for me, honestly, I cannot teach you like how to be a better graphic designer, right? Because that's that's where your the your the unique creativity comes in. But what you need to do is uh, make sure that like the boat, right? Your boat maybe have holes. So <laughs> we need to patch the holes so that you can actually like the talent that you have will not get bogged down by potentially like negative feedback or complaints. Say, hey, you know, actually, right? This designer, Adam, I'm working with, I mean, he's really good designer, but... <laughs> that's the danger but very difficult to talk to but oh, so disorganized I don't like oh this person don't understand what I'm saying so I think conceptually that to me is like really the foundation of any career because um, I also have clients who are technically doing creative work but have over time transitioned from agency into corporate so they used to be like you know from those agencies but they have gradually kind of moved into the marketing uh, department marketing and branding department but it's the same, right? Just structurally, they have changed into a different environment that is requires more structure, more communication, more organization. So the chaos is actually not allowed anymore. Um, but sometimes the area that they struggle to adapt, even though, you know, moving from an agency to a corporate, maybe they're making more money, right? You know, their career growth, climbing the ladder, making more money. But the part that actually holds them back is the lack of structure. Again, it's the... The part that they need to get rid of the chaos, you know, is like when, like I say, if you become close to part of your identity, really can be very dangerous. So, um, like I said, you know, you may you want to really combine like the creative part and that bit of the corporate element that will help you become more efficient and effective in what you do. So this will actually allow you to be even more powerful than a lot of other people who are still get caught in the chaos. Yes. Uh, well, for someone like you, would you recommend people to have career cushioning in the long run? Or is it better to, you know, just focus on these skills for the job? Um, okay, so I think right, um, career cushioning is a new concept. But I think if we were to talk about the context of like younger professionals, so I think, um, you know, below 25 or even below 30 years old, I actually think there's no need to get caught in a lot of like terminologies out there that are trendy. So like quiet quitting or career cushioning, these are actually, I consider like trendy concepts because at the end of the day, right, it's you need to work on your soft skills. Like the soft skills is to me something very important because it doesn't matter like you go and learn all these other skills, right? But if you cannot communicate, then how are you going to convince someone to hire you? So that itself is something you need to work on. Um, in terms of like learning from other industry, now I actually have um clients who who want to jump industries because you know they got caught in this whole career cushioning thing. But I think that um if you're very good in whatever yet you do right now, then you go and jump into a completely different industry, then you're really starting from step one. Right? So if you start from step one, then are you ready? to be a beginner again because when you're already working for seven, eight years, it's very difficult to say, hey, I need to be a beginner again. I'm going to take like 60% salary cut. But some people, I do think they make this mistake because of like all these you know, bad online advice out there. So, <laughs> the current trend. Yeah, the, the current trend. Like I say, it's only a trend but what I've seen and I can tell you that most of the people who actually quit their job and then on the idea of like changing industry, doing something new, they actually start almost fresh. They A lot of them actually regret it. Because when when you take a downturn, it's very hard to turn it back again. Like if you're making ten k, then you take you get rid of that and you say, hey, I'm now going to earn four k. The four k not going to easily turn back to ten k. Doesn't work like that. 
right? And when you are a manager, then suddenly you 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 get rid of that and you go and be a junior executive because of the concept of learning is a very dangerous concept. It's very hard to move back already. And I think some I think a lot of times people make short term decisions, like people make decisions that like feel good in the short term, but actually hurts them in the long term. So for me, what I actually teach is um you can do whatever you're doing right now. If you want to learn a new skill, most of the time, I don't recommend that um, you guys go and get a new job to learn the new skill. Yeah. Nowadays, there are a lot of things like online that like you can actually learn online, particularly in the creative industry, even better, right? You can take like certifications, courses, and you can even learn from like your other peers and like your friends and community. So I would focus on that like side learning that you can do. So anything that, you know, interests you, right? So for example, as a graphic designer, maybe you're suddenly very interested in like motion graphics, Right. So maybe that's something that you, you take a separate certification, you take, take a separate course, or maybe you like spend time in some communities to learn that. But what you need to do instead, instead of quitting your job and then go and start another job in like 50% less pay, what you should do instead is actually learn how to write your career summary better. So this is actually something I teach in my uh, resume writing lessons as part of my job search bonus lessons. But the main point is that now you want to combine the skills that you have right now. So for example, graf graphic design skills. Now you're going to um, position your value together with all these other new skills that you are learning. So it's like telling that career story to position yourself for the much better next job. So I've actually done that with a lot of clients as well. And many of them have also managed to change to a new industry. So because if how, you like... How totally many clients that, you have uh, yeah. coached before? Um, I have like... 400 clients right now I mean as of now but I mean to me to me the number is something else because right now as an ex like a professional career coach I've worked with hundreds of clients but I've also been in the corporate world for more than 10 years so mm. use I used to coach team members across 40 countries we work with people from across 40 countries but right now is I'm doing the same thing just with like external clients so these things that I'm saying are things that I've also observed throughout my whole, whole career is something I've also done, but also applied to the many clients I have worked with also. Yeah. So it's like you need, need to think about your overall value versus following trends and then just hopping around, hopping around. Because uh, the person who introduced the trend, right, uh, when you make a wrong decision, that person's not going to come and tap you in the shoulder and just say, hey, by the way, uh, this concept is the wrong concept. After two years, I realized that this thing I've been teaching people is wrong, right? They don't give you that kind of feedback. So as a career coach, can you see any patterns or hot trends? Not by the you the hot trends for the creative industry, not like the career cushioning or the chat GPT kind of trends, but really patterns or hot trends like uh, the job in terms of jobs for the creative industry. Yeah. So I think if you look at like um online right now, online online personal branding is a really, really big thing. So it has, you know, started out like a few years ago, but I think in the next few years, it's going to be a much bigger thing. So in fact, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity for a lot of creatives. That means that a lot of your work that you guys have been doing behind the scenes, a little bit more behind the scenes, actually coming up to the forefront. So I think a lot of creatives are also starting to build their brand on social media to get noticed. So in my view, like this is really the best opportunity for you to bring out your work, like the portfolio work that you have to actually showcase it on social media. So why I say that is because I told you before that one thing that creatives have that a lot of corporate professionals don't have is the visual of their work, right? You can actually showcase the designs that you have done, the videos that you have done. So this will eventually be a differentiation factor for you 
versus someone else. So, you know, I don't think there's like a stiff competition and so forth because everyone's style is so different. But at the same time, right, there may be um, certain similarities and eventually what really makes the difference is actually how easy are you to communicate with? How easy are you to work with? So I think if I can like wrap up in a simple advice is number one, like I think creatives should, should take online personal branding seriously. So if you want to do something that's a little more fluid, maybe on, on Instagram or if you're someone who still like in a nine to five job in a creative industry, maybe you can leverage both LinkedIn and Instagram. So online personal branding is one thing. But I think second thing is to make sure that you showcase your um your your work as much as possible because it's very visual world already. And we can all shout from the rooftop saying that we are really great. But I'm like, okay, like show me, right? I would like to also see your portfolio. So second thing is like, you know, don't feel shy to show your work so that people can, you know, evaluate and, you know, resonate with whether your style is suitable for them or not. But eventually what helps, you know, most people to get over the line or rather employees to hire you or companies who want to work with you, clients to hire you is actually how easy are you to work with? Like what's the experience of working with you? So that's where a lot of the soft skills will come in. Like, you know, having being able to outline a clear plan and say, hey, you know, if you work with me, this is like kind of how everything is supposed to go and how to how do you communicate that to make sure that you understand um, what companies are looking for or what clients are looking for and then the overall experience of working with you, like the quality of your work, um, how you're taking feedback and like the back and forth, that will eventually create their reputation for you because if you, if you just do the first two, right, you only have personal, you do personal branding, um, you share your portfolio but when someone reaches out to you or when the companies want to hire you and then like the whole communication is just really bad I think that will also not work out but you can be a very good communicator you can be like the best planner ever but you don't have any online presence so you cannot be found like this is not a good situation too so I think you kind of like need a combination of all of those so I think this is really the best advice for the next many 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 years in your career that's like away from um, you know, even if after the, you know the the trend sort of like dies off, is something that you can like take forward many many years later. Also, okay. Uh, well, it comes to an end already. It's almost half an hour. Okay. Thanks, Maypeng, for the wonderful sharing session. I really appreciate you sharing this all about your views and analysis for the people in the creative industry. Thank you. All right, thank you.